We are joined now by our good friend Rex Hupke. He is the other half of Guth and Hupke on politics. So let us begin with vinyl, Rex. What vinyl did you love? That's funny. Yeah, boy, talk about a uh, hopping into the wayback machine. I've never I been a. I, I, I'm a. I love music. Music is a central part of my life. But but I've never been a sort of like an audio. I'm audiophile. I've never yeah. been big on vinyl versus digital that sort of thing. Uh, but the. <laughs> The two albums I remember most, perhaps this one, first one is fitting, was uh, a ridiculous album of like really goofy uh, co- a sort of comedy rock songs called Dumb Ditties. I don't know if you remember <laughs> okay. that, but it was like a compilation of like, you know, uh, My Dingaling and uh, like Hello, Hello, Hello Mada, Hello Fada, like all this. I used to love that stuff. But anyway, uh, that, that, that did not, that doesn't really require the warmth of the. Uh, <laughs> of the vinyl experience i don't think but uh the other the one vinyl thing that i had that i was super proud of was uh uh rolling stones uh uh her majesty's satanic request is uh, mm. rolling rolling stones album that i had that had like a 3d uh cover on it and it was yeah. really cool and yeah and so i and i love that album so uh that was that's probably if i have to go with actual music music then it would be that if i had to go with uh my strongest memory it would be Dumb ditties. How appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Um, so thank you for being with us today. Always a pleasure yeah, to talk with you. Um, with little bit of stuff going on in the world today. Um, well, so the uh, we do not have news out of Springfield, or we do, but it's not the news we hoped. So we're going to yeah, budget, budget, grumble, grumble, budget, budget. Um, but before that, I want to talk a little bit about... Um, about a really interesting tweet that occurred just a little bit ago. Uh, a white, a New York Times White House correspondent, uh, Glenn Thrush, he tweeted um, just just a bit ago, just like, I don't know, an hour ago, uh, a, uh, a, a something someone said about Chicago. Let us discuss that. Yes, let's. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it, this was, and I, if I remember correctly, the White House press briefing today was off camera which they've been doing more and more of, which is weird, but whatever. Uh, And this was Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's the deputy White House press secretary. And uh, there was news today about uh, some additional federal agents coming to Chicago to help with the violence here, which is, uh, I think, a welcome thing and a good thing, uh, certainly. Um, And she was asked about uh, the the significance of, of of guns are is, is easy access to guns responsible for the high murder rate in Chicago, something along those lines. Uh, and she said that she thinks the problem there is that it's a crime problem. I think crime is probably driven by morality more than anything else. Hmm. Now, before I uh, go to where I want to go uh, with this, let me say that number one, the uh, arrival of additional, and these are AT- ATF, uh, Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms and Explosives agents who are coming here to be part of a task force that is aimed at decreasing the spread of illegal guns throughout the city. Now, that's good. <laughs> that's a good thing. Thank you. If this was, I, I, I still, it's still not clear to me if if, actually, if Trump actually dispatched these people or if the city, if this was worked out via the city or what. But regardless, good. We you know we need all the help we can get when it comes to dealing with. Uh, the guns that are, are coming into and moving around the city because uh, the sh- shootings uh, require guns, generally speaking. And, and as we know, we have an insane number of them here. Um, I think another thing that's important is that the idea 
that gun control on its own will solve all of Chicago's problems is is nonsense. That's not true. Um, I think that gun control, stricter gun control, not in Chicago, but in other states, which is where the majority of the illegal guns come from, they make their way, you know, from states with lax gun laws and they come up and they wind up on the streets in Chicago and they wind up killing people. Uh, that would absolutely help. And there's just no question. It's certainly not going to hurt anything. So, you know, I mean, this, this is a complicated issue and it can be framed in a lot of different ways. But the, the problem that Chicago has and that a lot of other cities with, that have violence problems, because despite the high numbers here, Chicago is not actually on a per capita basis the most yeah. uh, deadly uh, city right now right, at uh, all. We're like number down in like 12, 13, 15, something right. like I that. I was going to say that's the thing. Like we we are um, a frequent target of, of um, I think people like point at Chicago a lot as being the super dangerous place. Like even as we've had um, – visits from various people from Washington coming here, you know, even just a month ago or so, I think there was a tweet, Mm -hmm. I hope I don't get shot, uh, you know, while I'm in Chicago from a, from a visiting lawmaker. So I think there's this narrative that, you know, Chicago is just the, the most dangerous place that is in fact inaccurate when we're looking at data. And it's another example of kind of a dominant narrative playing out um, and, you know, anecdotal beliefs being spread anecdotally. Exactly. Right. Right. And, and so so all of this, you know, again, the, the additional federal agents, good. I mean, you know, this is a bad I'm not trying to yeah. defend the situation in Chicago at all. It's awful. And, and it's been awful for years. And it's been awful ever since I moved here, like 15 some odd years ago. Uh, but to to pin it on morality. Yeah. Is it is just it's a it's offensive on so many different levels now. Do I think that a person who shoots another person is immoral? Yes, I absolutely do. But to, what you're doing and what Sarah Huckabee Sanders did in saying this, and I, I, I mean, she's the White House Deputy Press Secretary. For all, for, as far as I'm concerned, this is the White House saying this, is to basically cast blame not on Chicago as a whole, but on certain parts of Chicago, which happen to be places where a lot of poor people live, and basically – cast people as being immoral and these are just you know these awful pits of places where people are just killing each other and and nobody cares about anything and and that is absolute garbage that is nonsense and and it makes me so mad i can't stand it because not one of these people who make claims like that would ever come here and set foot in the city and walk around these neighborhoods and meet people and find out what they're really like and find out what the actual obstacles that they're dealing with in their lives are and and actually get to the bottom of what really, really causes these problems, what's created this situation that has made parts of the city very violent. And it, it makes me just I, I can't stand it because, A, it's just a it's a rotten thing to do. OK, it's I mean, there are people who um, countless people out there who, whose lives have been forever changed by this violence. And, and you're calling them immoral. You're, you're, you're painting with this giant brush, first of all. Second, it's just lazy because, you know, if people want to understand what's going on, they have to get out there. They have to talk to people. They have to understand what the problems are. And the problems are not any one thing. These ATF agents are a great idea. They're not going to fix it. I mean, gun control alone is not going to fix it. I mean, they're just it's, it's something that requires a, a wide ranging approach and a willingness to care about 
the people that live in these communities, and nobody does. And and then to come along and 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 say it's morality is really the problem. That's just, you know what? Just stop. I just I mean it, it is it is insulting. It's insulting to people who've lost people, who you know, human beings who've seen their children die, and and it just it makes me so angry. And I've heard garbage like this so many times before that to hear it coming from the White House directly is just I think it's appalling. Yeah, uh, we're getting some calls and texts about uh, people weighing in on the gun debate, and that's not really where we're we're going right now. I appreciate uh, you listening and appreciate calls and texts, but we're not going to specifically debate gun issues right now. We're really talking about this comment and this this uh, this comment made by Deputy White House Press Secretary um, on Chicago, and and to me the the. The issue is is not really about gun control or not. It is about narratives that we use to describe um, largely impoverished areas or even how narratives further that, you know, that what we say in the language that we use perhaps even – as you said, paints with paints in broad strokes about a group. You know, it's easy to say the South Side is this, the North Side is this, but in fact, sure. there yeah. are there are um, you know kind human beings all over the city, and uh, oh yeah, you know, and when when I hear people in Washington talking about Chicago, um, there's a lot of they, there's a lot of them, um, mm-hmm. and and you know, I. I I, people say, were you born in Chicago? No, but I got here as soon as I could, and I do consider it my home, <laughs> and I I love it. And I got here in 2001, and I don't have any intention of ever leaving. And um, it is a fine city, and I, I will always defend it. And people that live in all neighborhoods of this city, uh, indeed, there are some things we need to fix in this city, but but I, I feel, um, I really feel defensive about about politicians talking about, you know, like, don't talk smack about people in my city, please. <laughs> I don't like that very much whatsoever. Um, right. Yeah. And, and people, I mean, and people who are, are some, I mean, it's not just people in general, but people who are real, who are in the thick of the, of what is the problem? You know, it would yeah. be like, you know, after a hurricane, uh, telling the people in the area that was just devastated that, you know, they should have been a little more moral and maybe God wouldn't have thrown a hurricane at them or something. I mean, it's just, which is a thing that's happened, Again, which which is a thing yeah. people have said before. But I think, too, it's sure, it's right, kind of yeah. it's like a systemic way of of um, like punishing poverty, really. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I say kind of it's not kind of it is it's it's like furthering this narrative that like if you're poor, it's your fault. And that if you, you know, live in a tough neighborhood, that's somehow your fault, too. Not not, you know, lots of systemic stuff. Oof. OK, yeah, we got to take a little break. But I want to talk to you about uh, the tweets going on between the president and. And uh, anchor Micah Brzezinski because they're that's that's getting kind of weird. So we're going to talk about that. We're talking with Chicago Tribune columnist Rex Hupke back in just a bit on 720 WGN. Right now we are talking with Rex Hupke, Chicago Tribune columnist and the other half of Guth and Hupke on politics. Always a joy to have you with us, Rex. Um, so just as in that last uh, in that last segment, we were talking a little bit about uh, a comment made by White House uh, Deputy. Deputy spokesperson Sarah Huckabee Sanders, it, it was connected to violence, and so we we kind of had a little bit of a uh, some callers um, calling about about gun stuff, and and we're not well, it wasn't really a gun debate we were having. We were just kind of talking about what was said. Um, so too, I don't want to have a political debate right now because that's not really what we're talking about uh, right now. This is a little more in the reality TV realm, even though it does connect to a politician, and that is um, this really fascinatingly weird story 
going on between um, Donald Trump and and uh, Mika Brzezinski, which is this kind of weird story. But I feel like um, I feel I'm like motherly about it. I just want to be like, go to your rooms, stop fighting. There seems, you know, very childish this the, the way this is acting. But even even other um, other GOP party members have even kind of said that, hey, yo, POTUS, this is not. Uh, this is not how we need to be acting. We're trying to make the debate a little more civilized. But so if you have not followed the story, essentially, this is what happened. Um, Trump sent a tweet um, about Morning Joe co-host Mika Brzezinski. Um, first, it was about low ratings. And she said, and he said, oh, I think, um, you know, this poorly rated show, I think they speak badly of me. I wouldn't know I don't watch anymore. And then said something about how yeah. how come low IQ uh, crazy Mika, along with Psycho Joe, he says, and then that was the first tweet. And then the second one, uh, he said he said something about they were at Mar-a-Lago three nights in a row around New Year's Eve and wanted to join him. And then he said that she was bleeding badly from a facelift, and he said no. And she got qu- quite upset about that, as I think anyone would, being uh, maligned by the president. And it has just kind of tumbled from there into this bizarre social media war in which she tweeted a picture of a Cheerios box talking about food for little hands. And it just keeps going. And other lawmakers are getting involved. And it just seems like this, uh, you know, very um, uh, rather childish narrative. What have we become? Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, it's yeah. It, it's I, I. I'm not. I'm not necessarily uh, overwhelmed with the way that Morning Joe and Mika or Joe Scarborough, I guess his name isn't Morning Joe, uh, right. are are handling things on the back end of this. Uh, but again, when you're the president of the United States, I think that comes with a the bar is tiny bit higher technically for how you're supposed to comport yourself and. Um, that those tweets were uh, offensive. Uh, certainly, you could argue sexist and demeaning, and just and also based on you know uh, what we're hearing, uh, quite possibly false in terms of a facelift and blah blah. I mean, but but unfortunately, you know, now we're just kind of mired into this. Like like you said, it's like a reality television snipe fest, and mm-hmm. um, it it. If one of the people involved was not the president of the United States, it would probably be kind of like, you know, uh, sort of uh, lower, lower down the the rungs uh, theater of some sort. But it's just weird. I mean, it's it's weird. And and, uh, I mean, the the thing that I uh, honestly, the people here who I think are probably in, in, in a lot of ways struggling the most are the. Republican lawmakers who they just want to do their, you know, they got control. They want to do their policy stuff. You know, they want to, <laughs> they want to move legislation and vote on things that are, that, that Republicans like and all that. And, you know, meanwhile, this guy's over here, like, you know, going after somebody in somebody's alleged facelift. I mean, it's right. just, it's so, right. you know, it's so beyond parody and it's so weird and and it is it's reality i mean you we elected a reality television star and that's pretty much what we got i mean you know quite literally yeah well and that's the thing i think there's a lot of you know there's a lot of conversation about oh well like we in our profession that we are complicit that oh we'll just don't talk about it but that's the thing if it was if this was a, a kardashian there wouldn't be necessarily any you know maybe an entertainment reporter might mention it on a slow day but there wouldn't be much but 
there wouldn't be much incentive to talk about it. There wouldn't be much reason to talk about it because it wouldn't be that newsworthy. But in fact, because the president of the United States is involved, there is a responsibility to describe the things that the president does and report them. And that's, I think, what, what gets lost a lot when we're talking about even really kind of childish things like playing out on Twitter with, with the president and a, and a show host. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, – I just don't <laughs> – It's frustrating. I mean, I'm a little uh, – yeah, I mean, the, the, the sort of tut-tut outrage coming from, from some conservatives is a little bit ironic given that – I mean, as bad as this was, I mean, he's been tweeting and saying – awful things for as you know a really long time so it's not like this is new yeah uh really it does this didn't i mean i found this to be the especially the facelift stuff was was extremely vulgar and and everything but there have been worse really well, think indeed. about it and <laughs> so I, I but i don't know i mean i just yeah. you just don't know what what do we do what do you do with this i mean and, and some people say ignore it but you can't ignore it it's the president if if, if obama had done something along these lines on twitter uh and we ignored it, people would have, you know, been riding in the streets over it. I mean, you know, so it's, what do you do? It's uh, Yeah, and and it's one of those that that I think as long as we we do need to remember that that as even even GOP lawmakers have said, this is below the dignity of that office, and we we do need to hold him accountable for that. So it is an interesting time that we're living in, in which, uh, you know, we can spend an entire segment of radio talking about the president's uh, (laughs) hissy fit on Twitter, but indeed. Uh, Rex Hupke, Chicago Tribune columnist, and the other half of Guth and Hupke on politics, thanks so much for being with us today. I love Look Absolutely. forward to co-hosting with you early next week in this part of this. Yes, that'll be a blast. That'll be super fun. So you can find us back here, uh, both of us in studio together on the air, co-hosting on Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. So we'll see you then, Rex. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much. All right. We're going to take a break, get you news, all that good stuff, and then turn things over to Ro and Anna back in just a bit on 720 WGN.